Hello everyone, I am Felicia Williams and this is the Power Living Under God podcast, aka The Plug, Power Living Under God. I am chosen to be your connection to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who navigates us through this maze called life using the Bible as the roadmap. Listen, on this journey, you will shift spiritually, emotionally, professionally, and mentally. You will cry. You will laugh. Get angry. Slow down. Speed up. And stop. Be accepted. You will be rejected. Loved. Hated and misunderstood. But let me encourage you today in episode 10, the final shift. Be the change. That's the answer, brothers and sisters. Be the change you want to see in this world. It's not enough to speak on it. We must become As we listen and watch the media give out information concerning the evil and dysfunction that surrounds the world we live in, we must take a look within ourselves and say, how can I be the light in this dark world? How can I be the salt? That adds flavor in the lives of people. Just this week. As this episode is being aired. There's been a tragedy happening in the school here in Texas. A situation where a student brought a weapon. Someone was injured. And I can go on and on. And all the different things I heard I could spend time being opinionated about the victim and his family or society, being opinionated about the bully, about their family and our society. I can spend time being opinionated about the school system and how the systems within are not working or maybe how they are working. But instead, I've chosen when that happened to stop and pray and ask God, how can I be the change in the scenario that's happening, not only in Texas, but around the globe? Well, I am a school counselor working in the school system, and I understand all too well in our world particularly in my school in which I work in, it's a slow process when things happen, incidents happen. It doesn't happen quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's not Johnny or Joanne on the spot. It's step one, step two, step three. Unfortunately, even in emergencies, even In tragic situations, like bullying, like 
incidents where students may bring a weapon to school. Is that unacceptable? Yes. But what happens when those behaviors are exhibited on our campuses? Well, it's a step-by-step process, and then the world or families or societies think that it should happen quick. And I, too, am with you that it should happen quick. But let's be realistic and think about this. What if all 1,000 persons in a school, let's just, I'm going to take my school for an example. What if 400 plus, out of the 400 plus students who are enrolled on my campus, let's just say 50 of those students in one day say, I'm being bullied. How do we respond to that? We are to respond by the protocols that have been set in place. Yes, we are empathetic with those children who are being bullied based on the definition of what bullying is because the truth of the matter, bullying has been taking place from the beginning of times. It's just that now we have termed it as such. It is a threat being made. It is a threat being made consistently, intentionally, where there's a power struggle, making somebody else feel inferior, making somebody else feel threatened by or fearful by the threats being made. It has a definition that is broad. And widen and has is widening over time. But the reality also is people are mean and evil, therefore they produce children. If they are not nurturing those children in the right way, then mean and evil parents produce mean and evil children. Sometimes bullies are being bullied at home by cousins by parents, boyfriends, or girlfriends, so they come to school and bully other children. Or sometimes those children are experiencing other types of behaviors where they are being, yes, sexually molested. Now, this is not a therapeutic podcast, or it's not therapy by means for you to take this information where you could actually go to a psychologist or a therapist to get the information you need. This is just my heart to heart to you. That we must be the change. Locally, there's only so much your teachers, your administrators, your counselors can do. The change happens in higher up where we're making laws, where the law needs to change, where we can swiftly do something differently. That goes back to voting, y'all. We go back to how do we change the laws? How do we change the policies in our schools? Instead of beating up on those persons who are in the trenches with your children. The teachers are in the trenches, not with just your child. There are 20 plus more if it's in the elementary school, but then the middle school, there are 150 more. Then the high school, there are 250 more that one teacher sees or one counselor. Be empathetic. 
to those who are in the trenches with your children and partner with them to be the change. Not be opinionated on social media. What can you and I do? Well, speaking for myself, what I've chosen to do, I got to go beyond the limits of what my job description describes that I am to do as a school counselor. And I must get in the trenches, meaning I got to go to the classroom and I got to build relationships with those scholars. I got to go into the cafeteria and actually talk to children, put my eyes on children who seem like they're introverts or extrovert, but really be in the trenches with the teachers who are in the classroom day in and day out with multiple children who have multiple behaviors, who have multiple personalities. The job is essential, it's real, and it's challenging. But over the years, not just now in 21st century, teachers have always got it. The bad reputation or the blame, if you will. But they still go in day in and day out where they have students who have behaviors, especially now since we've been through a pandemic. Those students haven't had the opportunity to act out at home. They come to school and do it. Why? Because it's at the school where there are multiple personalities and behaviors and children who they are interacting with and who they don't know how to socially interact. So now we have social emotional learning, but we need everybody in the village. We need not just the counselor, the teachers, and the principals. We need the parents. We need the grandparents. We need the pastors. We need the church. We need the businesses. It takes the whole village. To support the whole child. We must be the change. Not be the opinions. About the matter. What can we be. To help the change. So as I. And my administrative. Team. And the teachers on my campus. Are working together. To get our parents. The resources they need. Because if you're a mother who is broken. And you don't know what to do. You send your best to the schools. For us to partner with you. Or if you are a father. Same. Or if you are a foster parent. There are so many different family dynamics. That are sent to the schools. For us not just to educate. But we need to empower. And we need to inspire children. Children don't feel safe. Children don't think school is fun, but yet they are set to set to get. You and I as adults would have some of these same behaviors if our lives were like the children's life that we see in and out every day. World. We need to be the change we want to see in our schools, in our society, in our families, in the world. We no longer can sit alone and twiddle our thumbs and be on social media and uh, being opinionated and saying what we think. That's easy to do. 
but roll up your sleeves. Like I've seen principals roll up their sleeves. When I see a principal roll up their sleeves, get in the cafeteria, wipe a table. They're not sitting in the office talking to children. When I see the pastor of a church on the football field, engage with the players, not just on the field, in the locker room, engage with the coach. How can we help our youth of today? So that pastor's not just sitting up in the office in the pastoral staff. So many incidences, situations where we can be the change. The bottom line is we got to get in where we fit in, where we've called in to be empathetic to those who are helpless and hopeless. But we first got to look within ourselves and see, how did I change? Who helped me? I love in Hebrews 2 and 18, in our power source, the word of God, it reads, he suffered, meaning Jesus. He suffered and endured every test and temptation so that he can help us every time we pass through the ordeals of life. He became human. He took on humanity so that he could be tested and tempted so that he could help us. In plain language, if I have Christ in me, and I do, and you, if you do, then what happens is every trial I've been through, and God saw me through it, now I can empathize with those in the world that I see, children and adults alike, like Jesus did for me. We must be the change. Don't judge the people. How can we be what they need us to be? In networking, whether it's food and clothing, whether it's being a listening ear, whether it's being a shoulder to cry, not being judgmental, it makes no sense to me. For me to listen to students in the elementary secondary, or beyond to the challenges they face and then frown upon what they tell me. If it's an elementary child using profanity, well, that didn't surprise me if that's what he or she hears at home. Why does that surprise you? Why does it surprise you when children are acting out, whether they're throwing desks, whether they are being very aggressive, if they are living in a household where Siblings can't get along because they're living in a foster home where the foster parents are teaching division because this is the biological child and these are the foster children. But I'm only getting foster children because I need I want the money. Why does that surprise me that the foster child is coming to school acting out? Look what he or she has been through. So I got to be the change and understand where they're coming from and then reach out. To those persons or connections that I have that will help this scholar. First and foremost, I must pray and ask God how to navigate through this situation. Who do I need to talk to to help 
this scholar and the family. See, we only sow seeds and, and water them. We don't give the increase. That's God's job. Oftentimes, we try to be all. We can't be all, but be the part that God wants you to be. This is the final shift in the podcast, The Plug, Power Living Under God, Episode 10, Be the Change. Thank you for listening. If this podcast adds any value, to you, please like, share, download, subscribe. I'm appreciative of all the support. Stay tuned because the power living under God has new content, a new website that's coming, a new devotional. By the end of October 2021, the plug will shift. And I'm grateful to God for allowing me to be the voice to connect you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as we navigate through this maze called life using the power source of God's word, the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book. But not only that, we got to be, believe, and execute. Not just believe, but execute what you believe. If you believe the word of God is true, then execute what it says. I love you, but God loves you best. Until next time, stay connected.